It's out the gate. Out the All right, gate. and we are it's back. Tim, Link, it's out the gate. Let's go. Let's get it. Second episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Introductions are done. Now we uh, we know who each Rolling. other is. And uh, if you haven't listened to the um, introduction, um, scroll down and you can find mm. it. But uh, yeah, guys, uh, Tim, you bringing us today's topic with um, something that you thought about and then recorded it on your phone so you could share with uh, with everyone. Um, hit us. Absolutely. So yeah, drive into work this morning. Do a lot of thinking in the car, um, and don't often listen to the radio or anything. So, uh, was just driving along and, and thought, "Geez, I'm feeling pretty average in myself." Um, so, was not feeling super energetic or anything like I might potentially be on a on a normal morning. And then sort of traced back why I was feeling so poor, um, and there was a, a few really clear things. So, like last night, um, was up watching Bridgerton with my partner Sarah, which was which was very nice, and I'll, I'll admit that I'm, I'm happy to watch that, and that's a good show. Um, so then didn't get to bed until, or wasn't asleep until probably 10.30, 11 o'clock, um, and then getting up at 4, 4.30, I think I got up this morning. Um, so there's one, um, diet's been absolutely terrible. Um, so nutrition, absolute terrible with, like I eat a packet of Oreos a day. Um, every day. Every day. Double stuffed, good stuff. Mm, um, value for money. Value for money, a dollar. <laughs> generally a dollar on, on half price at Woolworths, so that's, that's good value there. And, and energy-dense meal. Um, and then, like, simple things like I had a coffee at 4 o'clock um, yesterday, so obviously caffeine late. And regardless of me knowing um, the side effects of having caffeine that late in the day, even if I'm not feeling it, quality of sleep is going to be reduced. Um, so there was all these little things, like scrolling through my phone as I got up this morning, um, drinking a coffee and dehydrating myself and not drinking water. Um, and it took me back to a term at uni, uh, the great man Warwick Chilton, um, one of my lecturers, sort of talked about um, that knowledge doesn't always predict behaviour. And he used he used a very, very similar term. Um, so he would go to the canteen every day and get um, some raspberry bullets and a coffee, even though that he knew it wasn't good for his blood sugar or his health or anything like that. Um, it's just the this most simple thing that you revert to and what you know that you revert to. So I was keen to get your guys' thoughts and if there's anything sort of you do day to day that you're like, that's absolute shit house, why am I doing that? Um, and then if you've employed anything to, to change it. I know Jack, you've made some lifestyle changes in the past. Yeah, it would it would it's interesting you say that. Uh, with your you know, your routine, you know, because you've got you've got the twins. So having that night time, that's an important time as a relationship. That is. You know, like Link, you've 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 got a missus, you've been together a while, like you've got to have that relationship time. It's just me. Mm. I it's my time. I've got to implement things so it's just on my on my back. What I get lost in is in the social media, the Facebook, the TikTok, and that's where I think I need to do better is because I constantly scroll and I'm it's just pointless. Meaningless, meaningless yeah. Just looking at shit. Oh, that makes me laugh. Okay, I'm going to watch more. Oh, videos. Pimple popping. I always end up on pimple popping. I'm real into it. It's weird. As a very side note, sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, no, you're fine. There, there was a, a girl that came into the gym um, and still comes in. Very, very nice young lady that's about 16 years old. Um, and through COVID, we were looking at her screen time. Um, so while they were doing homeschooling. And I think TikTok alone, it was something like 11 hours of screen time a day. So you look at that and you're like, you're awake from 6 till 6, say. That's 12 hours. Shit, well, it's most of the day on TikTok alone. So. so I think, yeah, I think if I knocked out that, I would say my screen time is probably the worst habit that I have. But I enjoy it, and I let myself have scroll time. But then I'm like overindulge. 
But I give myself that time because I grind so hard in all other aspects. But I think, yeah, that would probably be the the um, the thing I need to get rid of, really, is, is that. Food-wise, you know, eating is something that I rely on because that's the old identity creeping back in is, is finding comfort in food, I suppose. You know, that's a comfort thing for me as, as, being, as being Jack. I've enjoyed, yeah, food. I love food. And it's, it was, food doesn't talk back. Food doesn't make fun of you. Food was always my thing to be like, oh, well, it's my safety blanket. And that's the relationship I'm trying to change is with, with I suppose, binge eating, you know, because I'll have nine good meals and then that 10th meal will be tenth meal will be a pizza and a bag of chips. And I'll destroy it all. And then I'm like, oh, but it's fine because the nine was fine, but then the 10th meal fucks me. What do you reckon, Barnes? Is it like a fine line between balance and, and having fun? Or is it if you know that you could improve your output by 10% a day, are you going to take that? It's a tough one. I, last year, so last year... From my point of view, I went sober for 12 months. So I didn't touch a drop of alcohol purely because I wanted to try to get the most out of myself. But I do believe, and it goes back to, it's very similar to your quote, Welshie, that everyone has their poison. So whilst I was not drinking alcohol and I was doing that part of my life really well, I was scrolling, I was still eating junk food, I was still doing everything like that. So while I think, yeah, we all resort back to, if we're feeling uncomfortable, we all resort back to what we get comfort out of. It's just a natural part of being a human, I think. I think the biggest thing at the moment is, especially with the food, is not necessarily getting too down on yourself, and that's what we're seeing at the moment because of the, you know, the social media and everything like that. It's, it's quite negative, but I still think you just got to be like, oh, yeah, you know what, some days I do need this. It's being able to stop yourself multiple days from doing that. Yeah, we're starting to get that education. I was wondering with your uh, scrolling, Jack, because you're in the the news industry. Yeah, do you justify it to yourself that I'm learning here, or is it just purely for entertainment? Uh, certain times of the day, I can justify it, but it does get very toxic, bro. Like just constantly, because news. I think it's uh, seventy thirty. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, seventy thirty. Seventy percent of news uh, is negative. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. That's the saying in news because, you know, you want to you put fear into people and it's like, oh, my gosh, the war, this is happening, etc. But then that 30% is that, oh, my gosh, a water skiing puppy. Oh, that's so adorable. So in the mornings before work, because I do the morning show, I'm constantly, like, scrolling through, um, you know, news network, Facebook pages, TikToks, Instagrams, just seeing what content they're putting out and what people are talking about. But in the afternoon, why do I need to be doing that? When I've done it all morning, I get quite clumped with it. You know, my brain feels a bit heavy. Um, so I can't justify it in the afternoon. But in the morning, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I need to be looking at the screen. And that's why I have to win the afternoon. Because unfortunately, with, without sounding, you know, um, unpleasant uh, about it, because unfortunately my, my mornings are work where I actually would have loved to be able to go to the gym in the morning, smash out the day in the morning, and then have the afternoons to to scroll and chill. But now it's work, 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 and then afternoon. But I still abuse the the social media, that's for sure. Do you think there's a part of us now that we just always have to be busy as well? So when was the last time you just sat and did absolutely nothing? I can't remember. And Uh, it's it's like even simple things like, um, so obviously parenthood changes things pretty dramatically and having two at once doing things that people might take for granted like um, getting up every three hours to bottle feed and that sort of stuff that a regular dad if there's just one baby wouldn't have to do 
Um, and I looked back, I went out for tea with um, some mates. One came back from Canada, um, and that was in, I think, December uh, last year. Um, and my boys were born in May the year before, and that was the first nighttime social thing that I'd been to. I was still home at 9 o'clock, I didn't get blasted or anything, but that was the first social thing that I'd been to. Um, so then, like I'd say in that regard, there definitely needs to be heaps more time um, doing that versus I wouldn't want to be sitting around just scrolling through Facebook unnecessarily. Mm. Why do you think we do it? I just think... Is it to fill that void? Yeah. I think we're... To be busy. I think we're uncomfortable with probably just doing nothing. Yeah. I think we've just had so much... We grew up in that era where TV was constantly on, where gaming was becoming a, a natural thing, where if we weren't at school, we were playing sports. So there was never, never a time where we just sat and did not much, I think. Mm. And then... Growing up with those bad habits, not necessarily bad habits, but habits, we now just can't handle doing nothing. We can't sit in that silence. Because do you find when people, when it is silent or it's people, people are like, oh, this awkward silence, which actually makes it more awkward, but it's okay to just be and sit in that kind of nothingness? I think if, if you can find somewhere, someone that you can be silent with, you are very close to them or they're your partner. Grace and I could sit scrolling we're doing something but we could say nothing for two hours to each other yeah we still love each other whereas the people that you might not know so well if you sit for 30 seconds without saying something it gets a little bit awkward like being it? in the car with this with a stranger or a semi-friend yep. it's kind of like oh so the weather's nice it's like yeah fuck it, of course the weather's nice you know we've already talked about it well, like even uh first dates and stuff like that if you go out for tea um and out for tea with your partner and you're thinking oh geez i'm not chatting flat chattier and you look over to someone that's on their first date and they're just like sitting there thinking, oh, what's next, what's next, what's next? Mm. Um, and then you're like, oh, should we be talking flat flat out like that? But then you're like, oh, I see him a lot during the day. You sort of, yeah. you don't run out of things to talk about, but it's nice just to have their company sometimes. Yeah, what do what do you talk about? People, you guys have been, I said, been in relationships for how, how long have you been with Sarah? Uh, five and a bit years. Five and a bit? Or coming up on six, yeah. yeah. Six, you know. And, and Grace? Grace, uh, three years, almost three. So you know the ins and outs of, of their normal day, how they're kind of going, you Where can get a feel. Yeah. 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 What do you talk about? Like, seriously, like what, what goes deeper? We, we were having this conversation the other day with Rudders. I feel as though, so Grace is a physiotherapist, so obviously a very similar profession to what I do here. Um, we have just PDs, so professional development. She might see an Achilles injury during the day and I get the full debrief of it of a night time and we'll just talk about that kind of stuff. We're pretty good. We're not talking too much smack all the time. There's definitely times where we talk a bit of banter and have that between us, but I feel as though most of the time it's quite constructive and productive conversations rather than um, not bitching or anything like that. But yeah. We try not to talk about others too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the way, I don't know, I think when you have people in who, who are really passionate about what they do, generally that's what the conversation is. I think, again, filling the void, if... If you're not passionate about what you do in life, you generally resort to something maybe negative, and that's where that bitching may come through when you talk about other people too yeah. much in a negative manner. People, bro, people enjoy talking about other people because mm. they think it adds value, and they want to tell you something. Oh, God, did you hear this about yeah. that person? You're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It doesn't add value to me. But but we do kind of enjoy that MTV-style drama, you know? It's it's enjoyable for some reason. Like, what? Like, when someone uh, commits suicide, a very, very sad thing, the first question most people ask, oh, how'd they do it? Yeah. Why the fuck does it matter? Why does, it, why does it matter how they did it? Yeah, why did they do it? It's not their, not their business anyway. Ah. No, no. 
it's weird. People just gravitate towards the negative. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, like I'd say, between me and Sarah, it's quite the opposite. So, like, we're not negative or anything, but we talk a heap of smack, as in, like, with one another, and I'll just, I'd like to be sarcastic, and that's sort of my outlet. Um, and I go home, and I, even though I'm really passionate about what I do, I just like to switch off and not think about it too much. Um, so we talk about, like, the boys and what they did at daycare and, and stuff like that. Um, and then after that, it just sort of turned into, I might start something like, oh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, just like, like an absolute joke and then just sort of go along with it. Yeah. I can't even think. But yeah, it'll just be talking, it'll be talking smack. It's nothing negative about anyone. Yes. It'll be like slightly not derogatory towards Sarah, but it'll just be like a, a fire lighter and then we'll go. Yeah. And it's like, we never fight or anything. It's just like a, a nice little play fighting sort of. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that household. Yeah, it I'm, would be interesting. It's all absolute rot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been um, like we've known each other for a while, Welshie. But your sarcasm, I still don't pick it up sometimes. And you'll say things with the most straightest face, and I'm like, I don't, I can't tell if you're being serious here. I just don't know. Hundred percent. I was yeah. a, an RA, a residential advisor on res, um, and the second year that I did that, had a student come up to me and be like, like "Why do you hate me?" And like, she was really upset. <laughs> She was really upset, and I would like think of myself as an easygoing, like energetic sort of guy. Yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Oh, like you're always like bagging the shit out of me and all this stuff." I'm like, "I'm just, I'm very sorry. Like, ninety percent of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is a joke." Yeah. Um, and it's just like absolute smack. Like I love just absolutely taking the piss out of Billy, and like he's got no offense to that, um, and loves it and gets back into me, and it's just a, an ongoing thing. So I, I love that light-hearted, just general talking. It's like, a, it's not a test, but it's like, oh, I want to see how this person's going to react to it. And I think as males especially, we love it. We thrive. I love when people give it to me because I'm going to give it back. Yeah. You know, it's character building. You don't, you, you toe the line. There's bullying and then there's that banter like, haha, I want you to give it back to me. Yeah. Yeah, but some people wear it. Some people, they take it home, they go, oh my gosh, they don't like me, they said this, and then overthink, and then they're in that negative mind state, and then... They probably revert back to their uh, revert back to their fucking um, their uh, to- what were you saying before their um They're just their habit their habit the the bad habits bad habits. Do you think that's based on relationships? Like I feel as though if I if you were to throw some uh, sarcasm at someone you didn't know, yep. then they'd be like, oh no, nah, I don't like this. However, as soon as you build that relationship, you might know them for a little while. They're yep. much more receptive of what you're kind of saying. Hundred percent. Like, mm. It's either that or it's in a group setting so like go back to the the ra days i would be sarcastic as hell on my first day and try and be the funny guy which i like being um but if it's in a group setting and sort of everyone sees it and everyone's having a laugh and then someone picks up on it and they're like oh that's actually funny then it just sort of flows along but if it's one-on-one and you don't know the person well 100 percent, you've got to tread where you yes because <laughs> you don't want to offend anyone oh, no 100 no. yeah i've definitely been on both sides of that being offended and offended someone Yes. And it's not feel good because we're not trying to be the, 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 the funny person to be like, oh, look at me. We enjoy to make others smile. Yeah, it's to give them a positive effect, not a negative yeah. one. Yeah. I used to get boys at school, oh, you, you're a class clown. You, you, you want to be centre of attention. And I hated that because it wasn't true. I didn't want to be centre of attention. I wanted to have that space and so people could be safe around me to be like, oh my gosh, Jack makes fun of himself. He, you know, I'll take my shirt off and I'll jiggle my tummy and just do dumb shit because I wanted other people to feel comfortable in themselves because I was so comfortable in, in myself. What kind of, when you're drinking, what kind of drunk are you with conversation? So 
banter or deep? You know how you can get into those really deep conversations after about oh. six, seven beers and you, you, you don't leave each other's <laughs> side for two hours yeah, and you look at the clock. Deep and meaningful. Yeah. Um, it really depends on the situation. Myself, oh, no, I want to have fun because I'm normally drinking to celebrate something or have a good time. But if you came to me and you're like, hey, man, I need to have a – because I can talk about it without the alcohol. Mm. I can get deep and deep without the alcohol where I know a lot of my friends need the liquor and that's okay. Majority of people do because it – what is it? A um, drunk man's words or a sober man's thoughts. So if, if my bro is sitting there going, man, I need to have a yarn, I'm, of course, going to be like, hey, bro, you're a great person. You do this. But I also want them to know, no, nah, come come to me when I'm sober and we'll we'll have the same yarn. But no man, I'm I'm fun. But I I almost don't like the person that I can become when I'm drunk because I see um yeah, I see the the negative side of it. You know, dad dad used to enjoy his drink quite a bit to the point where um he would be drinking on the on the table and he would have all his gins and he'd be pouring massive gins. Not an well, no, probably an alcoholic. And I love my father. But We'd, I'd see him and I go, I don't want to be there. And he'd pass out on the on the on the kitchen. <sighs> Peter, go to bed. This would be my mum from the lounge room. Mm. Oh what? <clears throat> and he was harmless, but he would. I'd be like, that's ugly. I don't want that. And he's changed because we have called him out on it. Mm. So I I see myself and I go, you know what? I'm a good drinker, but it's not something to be you know bragging about, I suppose. But I can I can get deep. What What about yourself? You like the deep or you, the banter? Um. I can do banter. I love you, bro. <laughs> I'm more deep, I reckon. I could. Yeah. I, I feel as though it just opens. When I drink, I just love to talk yeah. about what I love. And that's generally, I don't know, if you find someone who's on the same kind of wavelength as you, if it's a footy club, you talk about footy, right? Like the amount of times you have those deep deep and meaningfuls with your, your mates at the footy club after a few drinks happens all the time. What do you love? If someone say, gun to head, something you love. Can, can you name three things, two things, one thing? Yeah, de- family, 100%, easily. Um, relationships with good people. Um, and then physical activity, I think. I've, I, I think they're probably my main three things that I really do love. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good one, Jack. Yeah. yeah. About that. about it too much. Yeah. yeah. Tim, yeah. you go. Yeah, three yeah, things. three things. Uh, yeah, 100% family. So, um, obviously, Sarah and the kids and, and my extended family, mum and dad and, and all that back in Warnall. Um, I think very similar and we're similar in, in many ways but different in some um, and I think relationships that you can sort of build with people and like the the sort of thing um, where you can not talk to someone for a month or two and then um, pick up the phone and have a decent chat with them um, just love that and then uh, yeah sport as well so very very similar lines but um, both sides of sport um, so not so much like I used to absolutely love participating in it yep. um, and I was like obsessed with um, going and kicking the footy and, and going to the gym and all that sort of stuff whereas I don't like if I come to the gym three times a week now I'm pretty happy with myself and I just don't feel that massive drive um, but yeah watching like if, if the Red Sox in the baseball are playing and it's it's getting close to finals and all that sort of stuff or, or the Celtics or something like that um, if you can really attach to them um, yeah that's when you guys, because you work in this space, uh, we're at the gym, by the way, we're at the gym, um, do you separate the, the love for working out, doing better, you know, that physical strain that you love so much, to I work in this space, I'm training people to rehab to be better? Is there, is there like a, a gap that you need to put in place, like work, working out? I think 
uh, we work with athletes and people who want to train along with athletes mainly. I think there is a there's a middle ground between those two. I think we act as people who inspire the people in this based on what we love and our sport and what we do. But I also think you still need to draw the line. You can't be, if someone's doing a bench press, you can't jump on the bench press and out bench press them because you love sport or physical activity or gym or lifting more than that person. You know what I mean? It's such a dick move. (laughs) You're just like, no, I can do more. I don't think I'd be in this profession for very long if that was the case. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Tim? No, I think I think very similar. So like early on, like as I was obsessed with training and going to the gym for ridiculous hours a day and sort of blending that in with work, I found like a real continuity of everything and everything that I was doing in my training was coming out in the programs that I was writing for everyone else. Um, but as I've, and it's just been literally, like there's no real specific pinpoint to it. Mm. It was just having the kids and and um, not being able to get to the gym as often and and all that sort of stuff. You You break that continuity. Um, and that real um, identity that you have. Um, and that's probably the toughest thing that I've dealt with having the kids is every single game for my big sports teams, without a doubt, I'd sit down and watch. I'd go to the gym every day without a doubt. Um, so for reference, that's like Essendon in the, in the footy, Boston Celtics in the NBA, Red Sox. Um, would watch a bit of ice hockey. would watch Melbourne Stars in the cricket. would watch like literally everything, and that was my day. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like I haven't watched a Bombers game this year. Um, so then like that changes gym every now and then that changes Um, so I feel as though when I walk in I really have to separate my still passion and and love for the for the sport and for for exercise um, and and be able to switch on to professional mode as well and and think back to what has a previous athlete done that that suits this as opposed to what am I doing now that that can sort into that goes back to the habits yeah, 100%. Goes back to the habits. Yep. Like you were saying, what's that quote one more time, Welshie? Uh, knowledge um, doesn't predict um, behaviour. Knowledge doesn't predict behaviour. Unreal. It's a good one. How do you go separating, you love talking, listening to people's stories. When yeah. you come into the gym, your head down and getting jo- jobs done, getting stuff done. It's my time. That's my time because cause I do like to bring light out of people and, and make sure everyone's okay and stuff because I know what it's like to be on the other side of the fence. But then I look at it as, you know, I have a routine. I normally come in. We're fortunate enough to have Selkirk Stadium backing onto us here at the centre. I'll go and shoot hoops. Um, you know, I've got an ongoing joke with myself of, of shooting one shot at and, and posting it on my Instagram. Cause I, and, you know, big earball, but it's hilarious because I, I, I just – no, it at once. I've got it once. Yeah. I got it once. <laughs> Come on, I give yourself some credit. Yeah, but bro, it's just that. Yeah, it's a, this is my time, and let my head just think. I like to say hi to everyone, all, all, especially all the trainers, and smile at the people who I've seen before and stuff because I'm inspired by every individual. I don't know their story, but I know they're here. Like you said uh, before, um, Link, is that these people are athletes, and they're all working towards their goals. I've got my goals. This Sunday, I'm doing a, a 45k sky run in Mount Buller. And I've been working towards that goal since I started here, and I'm ticking these goals. Going, I'm feeling good, ready to go, ready to go. Last night got my fastest seven k, feeling good. That's all for me, and that's 100% Jack. No one else did that. I I biked here. I signed up to come here. I met you guys. You, you know, yeah, sure. You you put all these things in place, but actually, it's it's on me. If I don't come, it's no skin off your guys' nose. 100%. And you get people say that all the time. It's like a rehab journey or whatever. They're like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, I didn't do it. 
you, you rocked up and put in the work. Mm. It was you that got yourself back. It was you that improved your performance and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. It feels good, I think. And then seeing it in other people and then having people like yourselves who um, started as coaches and now consider friends, you know, So and we're doing, um, doing this and con- going to continue our, our podcasting journey and sharing stories and I can't wait to, to see where this takes us and, um, yeah, just being able to outlet that for people because I enjoy it like listening to stories and learning from you guys because you've lived different lives to me. Um, and just, yeah, just me time, really. This is this is me time, what we're doing right now. But that's what it's all about. And habit, bro. It goes back to that habit, habit all day long because, fuck, I can do bad habits. So if that's the case then, Jack, we, you just talked about your really good habits getting you here. Yeah. What's one good habit? We'll wrap up. What's one good habit that each of us will take away and try to replace with one of our bad habits that may be taking up too much time. In the next week? In the next week. Oh, a little challenge. Little challenge? A little challenge. This is, a good, this is a real easy one. Now, I drink three litres of water before uh, like 11.30 in the morning. The first thing I do in the morning is drink water. Maybe for you guys and, and myself, if we're scrolling, before we scroll, we have to down uh you know a 500 mil or just like a drink bottle of water it may be a skull it may be oh crap i've got this bottle i'm not thirsty i'm not allowed to scroll until i finish this bottle of water because we're hydrating it's positive and it goes well i can't touch my phone until i've done this bottle or whatever that vessel is i feel like that could be quite beneficial like tim you were saying you're not drinking enough water oh i think i drink enough water it's more just at the right time so i know like from my education, I know that coffee dehydrates you. Yeah. And I know if that's the first thing that goes into my body, not ideal. And then to supplement that, not having any water around that. Um, and it's just been literally a habit of um, the water bottle I've got over there is broken. Um, so it's been using a shaker when the shaker's not there. If I get home at night, mm. can't be bothered. Um, just don't bring a water bottle. So, yeah, I think I'll, I'll go along the same lines, except I want to cut out scrolling. Yeah, before work. So if I work at six a.m. Oh, I like that. Yeah, no scrolling. Um, I want to drink. Oh, we'll do the five hundred ml of water as well. Yep. Uh, and to replace those, I'm gonna do ten minutes of meditation. Oh, I'm gonna change mine. Ooh, I'm with you, well, she meditation, yep. bro. Jeez. Yeah, that's on. I'm with you. I'll join you next week. That was easy. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, yep. I like it. Yep. I think yeah, no scrolling before work. I'm a big scroller before work. Water meditation. Meditation. Let's make it a challenge. Challenge. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll, we'll keep each other accountable, but keep ourselves accountable because we can't expect that from anyone else. Got to drive it. All right, boys. Well, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure as always, and we'll, we'll touch base soon. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Thank you.